Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Pop Anime Comics Lounge podcast, where I thought I published this interview a while ago, and I was going through my backlog, and apparently I didn't. And this interview took place about three and a half years ago with Luscious Latasha, who is a wrestler who has wrestled for promotions such as Shine and WSU and several other promotions all over the United States. So without further ado, let's dive right into the interview. So you've been wrestling approximately for over 12 years now. When were you first exposed to the wrestling industry? I was first exposed when I was about four years old because my grandmother used to watch wrestling with my older brother. And I remember I was supposed to go to a WrestleMania and being really sick. So she just promised me when I get a little older that she would take me to a live event. And actually my first live event that I ever went to was King of the Ring of 97. That's when I realized I wanted to become a professional wrestler. And she told me you can do anything you want to do. And at the time I was seven years old. And how many seven-year-olds actually know what they want to do? be a professional wrestler actually and so after watching live events did you watch wrestling on tv yeah i would watch at the time obviously it was like wwf and she always liked wcw so i watched a little bit of wcw and now when did you start to train as a wrestler started training at 16. I actually got to valet on my birthday because it was a show at my local promotion and as soon as that Tuesday hit once I was 16 and my grandmother signed the waiver I started training September 2003. So how'd you go about finding the school that you were going to train at? Well there was posters up in my neighborhood for a local wrestling show and it was actually connected to an auction hall and the owner at the time would run Wrestling Weekly. And one of my best friends, who is Alexis Mavea, and her mom used to work there. And I remember telling her, like, oh, my God, I love wrestling. There's wrestling there. And at the time, Alexis didn't watch wrestling. She just knew her mom would help out. And I actually went to the first event. And I actually would help out at shows. I did a session. I used to record the shows. And then when I believe I turned 14, 15, I was starting to ring crew with them and would travel and get the feel of what it is to be an indie worker and I was always helping out doing music and then I turned 16 and I started training and people don't realize that like start training very young but it's not like I had a freebie I'm not like a lot of people nowadays that just start out they don't have to like earn their place they don't do ring crew and they don't respect the business like I bust my butt and even when I got a little older I would drive ring trucks to the show and still set up rings after years of wrestling and I don't think a lot of people pay their dues and respect the business when the Coming in. And now, since you have this background, do you have a completely different aspect on the wrestling business as a whole? I do. I loved it and watching it, and I get more excited of watching NXT than I do with Raw, just because they're trying to make a name for themselves and they're putting it all out there. I appreciate watching it because I know they're going to do like 110% because they want to make it to the main roster. And I still try to watch as much indie shows as I can in the area, and I appreciate it more than just watching it as a fan. Like, I don't watch it as a fan. I can't get out of the mentality that I have for it, which kind of ruins it, you know, because like my childhood dream to become a wrestler was doing, but I fell in love with it because it was entertaining, and now I watch it, and I'm just like, wow, look at this, and look what they did, and well, that didn't make sense, and I look at it different, and it's so hard to, like, separate it. So now that you watch NXT, and you also watch Raw and SmackDown sometimes, do you ever see something that they're doing in NXT or on Raw or SmackDown that you try to do in the ring? Um, no, not necessarily. 
necessarily. The only thing that I do pick up on it is camera. Make sure wherever the front camera is. And this is something that's actually learned in training as well. Because they used to set up a camera for us so we could go back and watch it and just know how to work the camera. But I've done extra work for WWE. And one of the things is you just want to listen and see what's going on. And that's one of the main things. It's more wrestling entertainment. So you need to entertain the people that are watching. Even though there's people in the crowd, you need to entertain the millions that are watching. So when I do watch NXT, I watch how they're reacting to the camera and their facial expressions and everything. That's the only thing I really pick from there. And now to talk a little bit about your career. You started your career in 2004-5 in uh, Top Bro Promotions. How did you discover that promotion? That is the promotion that I actually went to the first show at the time. They had a different name. Then one of my friends, he ended up buying the company. So literally, I was very lucky. When I lived in New Bedford, they were right up the street. I ended up moving to another city that was like 20 minutes away. And they ended up moving, and again, right up the street for me. And they mainly ran in the area. Sometimes they go to Connecticut or Rhode Island. But for the most part, it was in Massachusetts. And now in this promotion, you've had major rivalries with Barbie, Lexus, Amber, Nikki Valentine, and Mistress Belmont. How do you feel that these rivalries played out? I think it was very good. I know at the time it was very hard because we all weren't in Top All at the same time for the most part. There was one little point when it was me and Alexis because we didn't have any other girls. So when we would do shows, it was mainly her and I which I absolutely love. She's one of my favorite to work with, but they never really had storylines with us. So it's not like me and her ever like had a feud. It was just we were one of show in Pittsfield, Mass, or we have a show in Taunton, you know, you two girls local and able to do it. And the same thing with Barbie. I think me and Barbie had a little feud for the most part, and I think that was good until she stopped wrestling in Belmont. I've actually wrestled Belmont outside of Chocolate Promotions for NCW. And Nikki Valentine, I know we've worked quite a few times. She actually is the one that gave me my first concussion, which was not fun. And you also, in this promotion, faced Leah Morrison in an evening gown match. How did you feel about going into that match? I hated it because I'm against those type of matches. I just wanted a regular match. And to be honest, I don't even remember who won. I think she did. But it's like one of those things you just put in the back of your mind and kind of forget it. But I'm pretty sure she won that match. And you also, in this promotion, had a steel cage match. How did you prepare for that match? It was very interesting. It was my first steel cage, and I wrestled with Dar, who is sweetheart. But she's so much older than me, and she looked crazy. It went well, and I'm not opposed to doing another cage match. Hardcore match, not a big fan of cage matches. I like the concept of it. And now, in 2007, you came into WSU. How did you find that promotion? I found it from a friend of ours. They were just starting out. And I've actually worked every WSU show until I moved to Florida. And it was a good promotion. In the beginning, they had their little quirks and you got tweaks and stuff. But as the years went on, the promotion was growing and growing and getting better and better. And now it's under new ownership. And I don't think this roster is really the same. There might be like a handful. But I hear they're doing really well. And now also, you were involved in WSU's Kings and Queens tournament. How did you feel about being in a mixed tag team match? I like it. I like the concept of mixed tag teams as long as it's a gender mixed tag. I like it 
girl versus girl, guy versus guy. I do not like guys. I can handle the girls. I've been against that for many, many years. But King and Queen, I really liked it. It's even with them, and it was entertaining. It was a good time. So the match went well. I enjoyed it very much. And now, as part of the Soul Sisters, you were involved in a match against the Beatdown Bettys with Rick Cadotto and Roxy Cotton. How did you feel about being involved facing a guy kind of as a girl in that entire situation? I thought he was quite odd. We'll just see how this goes. I'm very easygoing. I hardly ever say no to anything. Even though if I don't really feel too comfortable with something, I'll still go with it. Just at the end of the day, I just want everyone to be happy and don't cause friction or anything. So like working with the B-Dumb Buddies, I enjoy it more now today because I formed a friendship. But working with Rick and seeing his persona and his character is just hilarious and trying to play off of it was definitely a good old time. And you eventually faced them again for the tag team titles, except Rick was replaced with Annie Social. How did you feel about that tag team changing when you faced them? The thing is, even though they changed with Annie, I think Rick was still a part of the Beatdown Betty. I know there was a point where he got kicked out or something, and they brought him back, something along those lines. For Annie, I've worked her and Gabby, well, Roxy, a couple times as well, so... The beatdown Betty, I loved the characters just being freaking ridiculous. So it didn't bother me at all when they brought Annie in instead of Cataldo. After this match, you had the opportunity to wrestle Sammy Lane in Powerhouse Wrestling for the PHW Wrestling Women's title. How did that opportunity come about? It was one of those things, again, they needed a girl. I was available. I ended up winning, which is okay because you can't ever even return back to Powerhouse. And then you also had the opportunity to wrestle Velvet Sky. What was that like? Velvet for NEW. That actually is one of my favorite matches because the crowd hated me so much. I remember it was in New York, too. There was so many people, and I enjoyed it. I know she was happy after, so good for her. She's from Connecticut and everything, and at the time, she's still part of the beautiful people, so it was a good opportunity to work with her. And now in August, you were involved in crowning the first ever uh, new spirit champion for WSU, which you won. What was that like? Awesome. Because at that time, I'd been with the company for a little bit, and I didn't even know I was going to get entered into spirit tournament to begin with. And for me to be the first ever was amazing. You know, it's like whenever somebody asked, like, what's your highlight? I'm like, wow, first ever WSU spirit champion. It's a cool thing. And were there any pressures of being the first one and holding this title? No, I just want to be the best, title or no title. I just want my match to do the best that I can for my abilities. So every match is pressure. I guess. wasn't any extra pressure with having a title or not. It was cool to have it, but I want to make sure I don't hurt myself or somebody else and to get a learning experience with every match that I do. And now you had two successful title defenses. Do you find mm-hmm. it easier to chase after a title or defend your title? defense because i already have it so i'm more confident so i feel like defense is easier that's really interesting because i was speaking to somebody last night and they said the exact opposite that's so interesting that's legitly like fascinating how two people (laughs) have different complete opinions and complete philosophies with wrestling and now you and jana started to have i guess a scuffle over the title and you exchanged victories over the title. What was that like 
facing your former tag team partner? Well, at the time, I believe we were already broken up and went our separate ways, and then we had our cross paths again. And the only reason why I lost the title is because we were in a triple threat and Leah Morrison got pinned, and I was on the outside. I actually didn't get pinned that time for the title when she got it, and then I remember we had, like, a street fight. And then I got it back, and then I ended up losing it again for the same night. It was cool because it's like finally we get to go toe-to-toe, which is something I've wanted to do for a while. So it's about time. And do you find it easier to construct a match when you know somebody so well, such as a tag team partner, or you've been feuding with them for over a year? Or do you find it harder to construct a match? It's going to go hand-in-hand because you know what they do for the most part, but they also know what you do. So that's where it goes hand in hand. Like, it's a benefit for you, but then it's not, really, because, you know, she knows the things that I do. So if I'm ready to put her in the corner and do, like, a cartwheel elbow, she, nine times out of ten, knows I'm going to set up for it and throw her into the corner, you know? And like, oh, shit, I know what's coming. Let me move out of the way. I wouldn't say it's, like, a benefit. And now WSU is famous for having uncensored matches, and you've been in quite a few of them. What is an uncensored match for people who don't know what an uncensored match is? All hell breaks loose, pretty much. I had some stuff with Amy Lee. I believe Marty Bell was in a match before. It was jazz. It was somebody was shoving bread in Amy Lee's mouth. I don't know. WSU was crazy. And for the most part, we're in the ring. There was no, like, hardcore stuff until the end. Just all hell broke loose. Like, if no one ever saw a WSB show back in the day, it was just like, don't let your children watch this. And you've also been involved in a fans bring their own weapon type of match. How do you prepare for that type of match? You don't. I did get a little hurt, but it wasn't anything that put me out of commission for a little bit. But you don't really prepare. You just got to think of the worst and then take it back that way. And now in 2011, in June, you actually had the opportunity to go to Japan and wrestle. What was that like? It was the best experience of my life. They ended up being two months. I was only supposed to be there for a month. And they actually asked me to stay to participate in their intercontinental tournament. So it was the greatest thing ever. I remember just jumping in joy. Like, I get to stay for another month and learn and just explore. And even though I was there, I still couldn't believe Even though I may see all these Japanese people, and every day I'm like, I can't even do And I thought I'll never get old. And I have DVDs of them matches and everything. And, you know, I'll go back and watch it. And how did going to Japan influence your wrestling style when you came back to the States? It made me be braver because Japanese dancers, they're very quiet as opposed to Americans. So being there, I'm thinking, like, they think I'm terrible because they were just quiet. Once they do something, they're like, oh, just coming back, I felt so much more confident. And now when you came back in WSU, you started to face the Midwest militia. How did that all play out? That played out because they decided, hey, why don't we do another shot? Jenna and we said, sure, why not? And at the time, Midwest militia was one of their top tag teams. We worked them a few times, and it was good because I've actually still seen over that shine. So it was good for me, and we understood each other. We're coming from some years before, and we just said, hey, let's run and just try to pick up the Midwest militia. And how did you feel about wrestling? those matches and how do you feel the crowd reacted to it i like jersey but i feel like it was so hard then to be more on the heel side than baby faces so and every time i see wsu it's always a face and i am very nice um but i can't sit there and beg people to cheer for me i'm in there trying to tune the opponent and trying to stay the crowd 
And now in September, you eventually came over to Shine. How were you first exposed to Shine, and how did you find this promotion? Gabby Gilbert contacted me and Barbie about this new women's promotion that's starting up in Florida. And she was in contact with the promoter, and the promoter said, okay, like, when the girls come down, and her and I tag team. And I loved Shine the moment I came down. And I actually ended up moving down in January of 2014 and I did a couple side shows and then I ended up to a women's streak and everyone's like you're getting the shit kicked out of you and I'm like no I'm not what are you talking about I'm still winning and I am 5-0 as I'm still 5-0 no matter how the victory is happening and still since I've been back there I'm still undefeated. And in now, in coming over to Shine, in a bunch of your matches, you faced Tolo Darling, Sassy Steffi, Jesse Bells, Soldier Bolt, La Rosa Nigra, and Tina San Antonio, to name a few wrestlers. How did you feel that the Shine Wrestling Women's Division was different from other promotions? I feel the Chinese is the best of the best, and they try to run very consistently. And I feel like they have their eye pay-per-view. You know if you are paying $20 to watch the show, you're going to get good quality wrestling because it's not the same girls. And they're very consistent with running shows and making sure that it's good quality, like I said. So I feel like that's different. Like, I know Shimmer is a really big name, but Shimmer does not run 10 shows out of the year. And how do you feel that Shine builds a story with all their wrestlers versus other promotions to it? I feel like Shine, because they run every month, it's easy to have a storyline going. It's very easy to follow. Just like you're watching Raw SmackDown there every freaking week, so easy to follow. You can't run every six or, you know, every couple months or so because, one, the fan may be interested, or two, they don't remember when they left off. And at least Shine, you know, hey, now they're arguing, and hey, you know, next month I might be able to come back, and those two make a lot of it. And being that you've wrestled so many women, and you've wrestled in so many matches, and so many different styles, and so many promotions, do you have a favorite match, or a favorite moment in a match, whether it was the crowd that night, or whether it was just the person you're wrestling, or it meant something sentimental to you? It would have to be my first match, and it's the sentimental part. Is not only just it was my first match I've ever had, it was the only match my grandmother, who's born and raised me, was ever able to attend. So with her being sick, her being able to come out, because it is something that I've been wanting to do since I was a little girl, and she was okay with it. She never said, like, you're not going to be a professional wrestler, not my granddaughter. You know, she never gives me crap and just be around and see what goes on. And part of it, even at 14 on, on the weekend, when I would go two hours away, she never gave me any crap about it. She just said, okay, that's fine. Make sure you call me when you get to the hotel or whatever, you know. Okay, man, no problem. So it would have to be my first match I've ever had. And then finally, before we go... And get into promos. Do you have any advice for anybody who wants to get into the wrestling business? My advice would be to keep your mouth shut and ears open. Try to get as much critique in. Try to learn as much as possible. Try to get them to watch the match. And if it's something that somebody really wants, and if they want to be a professional wrestler, don't let anything or anybody tell you otherwise. Because in the end of the day, it's your choice. Wrestling is always going to be there. Regardless if you want to do it for 10 years, 15 years, or however long your body can take it, just, I would say, go in it, not 
suffering so much, be open-minded, but be confident to make it happen. Eat healthy, go to the gym. There's a lot of fitness models that love the claims, apparently, that they start training at age of 28, 29, which is crazy. I've been doing this for over 12 years, and I'm 28. So someone's 28 just like starting out, and like, that's crazy. Like, when I started out, I had a computer, and I had internet, and all I had to do was Google wrestling school, even though I had one down the street, but at the time, when I was about to graduate high school, I wanted to move in things, so there's no excuse for can't say, oh, I didn't know there was wrestling schools. There's wrestling schools in every state. I'd say find one, pick one, the better school somewhere else, move and pay the money, because it's going to be worth it in the end. And then finally, do you have anything you'd like to promote? Website, Facebook, Twitter, merchandise, Instagram? I do. My Facebook is Luscious Patasha. And my Instagram, same thing, Luscious Patasha. And my Twitter is at Luscious Patasha. As always, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. And we can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitch Radio, and anywhere else where you listen to your podcasts. And while you wait for next week's episode, you can definitely check us out at popanimecomics.com for articles relating to anime, comics, and pop culture, as well as give us a follow on Twitter at popanimecomics. Like our Facebook page, Pop Anime Comics. Check us out on Instagram at popanimecomics. And if you are feeling that you would like to support us on a monetary level, you could definitely check us out at ProWrestlingTees.com. And in the search bar, type in Pop Anime Comics, and it will bring you right to my shirt. It is an elf holding a steel chair, and she tends to have a temper where when people don't buy my shirt, she tends to want to come and track you down, find you, and hit you with said chair. And this problem can be simply avoided if you go right now to ProWrestlingTees.com and buy the shirt. This way, you won't get hit with a chair. And until next week, everybody. Have a wonderful week.